Seattle Youth Movement. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Leading Off right here on Fantasy Pros. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. That's Dan Harris, and it's you. And we're talking all things baseball today. It's Fantasy Pros with your Fantasy Bros. As we break down what happened last night in Major League Baseball, if you uh, keep pitching injuries to discuss here today, the return of the Dark Knight to Gotham and uh, a six-game DFS slate. And Dan Harris, uh, welcome this morning. I hope you're doing very well. I just want to get an update, too. How's the Little League going? I just want to know how everything's going on that front. Do we have any recaps, any stats and scores and things like that to fill anybody in uh, this morning? I am a very relaxed human Joe, very relaxed. I don't get worked up about stuff. I roll with the punches. There is nothing more stressful to me than the two hours of the Little League game that I have to go to with my tornado of a son. Uh, the, he's not the worst kid on his team, which is fine, but he also thinks he's the best kid in the league, Swagger. and it makes for some some interesting days. So. The league's fine. I'm glad the game for this week is over, and I just want real baseball and not little <laughs> seven-year-old baseball ever again. Oh, there you have it. So he does the bat flip on the uh, on the poke ball single to second base that gets uh, through the hole. <laughs> it's just it's just a nightmare. Uh, I love the kid more than anything, but man, he's a firecracker. As anybody who watched our fantasy football live streams, I did an Instagram live every Sunday morning. He basically just came on with me and tried to give out football advice because he thinks he knows more than I do because he thinks he's better than everybody at everything. So failure as a dad right here. Yes, but he's got a bright future in the fantasy industry, clearly. Very true. That kind of attitude. <laughs> Very true. All right, so let's start with a little three up and three down, and we'll start with Kyle Tucker heating up. Oh, what a surprise. Oh, my goodness. Kyle Tucker is actually pretty good at baseball. Yeah. My goodness. April showers really do just make everybody miserable, don't they? It's just crazy how that just exacerbates everybody's negativity upon a player. Kyle Tucker looking good, hitting home runs again, making strong contact again. It was only a matter of time. I I, I know you've been chomping at the bit for this one. Well, that was the easiest buy low that there was, right? Like, right. and this is sort of what you see when there is no obvious reason for a player's struggles. And a lot of his expected stats backed up that he was mostly getting unlucky. I mean, he wasn't walking quite as much, but it was the easiest buy low that there was in baseball. And you could have done it. I mean, we had people on Twitter, Joe, reaching out to us, basically being like, I'm, I'm fed up with this. I can't deal with this. In the last four games, four games, and hopefully this shows everybody exactly how early it is. He has raised his OPS four games from 584 to 742 in four games. Like, <laughs> Wait, how many games? On. How many games was that? Four. Four games. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, yes, uh, your Bilo window, I mean, slam shut at this point, but that's what you have to do is you have to capitalize on some of these slow starts. Uh, you know what, by the way, I, I hope that's the thumbnail for today's show that you just did the four, because apparently yesterday's thumbnail is me getting all worked oh, up I and crazy it. before I the rant. And somebody took a it. screenshot and tweeted it at us, which I thought was amazing. Oh, yeah. I love this show. It's so great. I love all of you who listen and watch us every single day. Uh, that is four. Right. Uh, four? It's like Roddy Dangerfield and Back uh -huh. to School. Back to School yeah. is always relevant, I find. The always best, one, of the, one of the most underrated movies. The answer is for sure. four. Uh, All right. Garrett Cole dominates 12 strikeouts there. Eight innings for him. Just blowing away the Rays. Hey, hey, Rays, maybe it's time to bring up Wander. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Rays, maybe it's time to bring up Wander Franco. What do you think? 
I mean, yeah. come on, let's go get some offense in there for God's sakes. Maybe Brujan too. Who knows? Just bring everybody up. Uh, speaking of bringing everybody up, the Mariners want to bring everybody up. Jared Kalanick makes his uh, debut today and yep. Logan Gilbert as well. They both get the call. The Seattle Mariners trying to turn the page of 20 straight years without making the playoffs. It's amazing. I was talking about this yesterday on ITL with Bogman and Welsh about this call up and the Mariners in general and a team usually when they're, you know, so bad, eventually in three or four years, you start to see the turnaround. It's been so long since the Mariners were any good. And we're yeah. talking about the rest of season value for these two players. We all know dynasty. You want to keep them and be patient and all that stuff. But my concern with Kalanick is, you know, he is, he's an extraordinary talent, very polished player. My concern is lineup protection that if he hits fastballs right away, that they stop throwing him fastballs and they just kind of say, all right, kid, well, now we're going to game plan for you and find some holes in your swing and all that stuff. And with Gilbert, like every young pitcher, it's always about what's in the tank for an entire season. But what do you think about both of these guys in terms of some of the things I just threw out there for you too? It's a very exciting time to be a Mariners fan because you're starting to see some of the fruits of the awful, awful labors of being bad. But at the same time, I want to have some realistic expectations for both of these very polished young prospects who are major league ready. Yeah, I think both of them can make a fantasy impact this year. Long term, look, we both know Kelnick because we are Mets fans, so we, we're pretty familiar from him. When they drafted him, I mean, he was basically, you know, none of these guys is a lock, but he was pretty much a lock to become a, a regular major league player. I think long term, he's got a really high ceiling. I mean, we're talking like a Christian Yelich type of profile, maybe not quite at his peak or anything like that. Grady Sizemore is a guy you always hear about with that this year. For, I look, like that any, comp. That's a good right, comp for, for yeah. long-term anyway, for this year though, again, you're right, Joe, you've got to take it. You've got to pump the brakes a little bit. I don't expect him to be a superstar for me. I'm thinking about him as probably a high end Brandon Nimmo type of guy, right? Like he's not going to hit for a huge average, but he's a polished hitter. He's got some pop. He's got some speed. He'll be a guy who you can stick in your lineup pretty much every day, but I agree with you that the, the lineup isn't great. There's going to be an adjustment period, my guess. So I, you, he's rostered everywhere. I'm sure in stash, I wouldn't expect him to be my savior or anything like that, but I would expect him to be a guy who you can start in your outfield all season long. As for Gilbert, I think it's sort of a much higher floor than I would normally give a prospect coming up at this point, just because he's really polished. And that's something mm -hmm. that you don't see a lot from these AAA guys, he's just, he's stretched out already. So he's going to, should be able to hit the ground running right off the bat when he comes up. He needs to be added everywhere because I think he does have a place in the fantasy rotation. I don't think the ceiling is enormous for this season anyway. He's much more of a guy. He's got a great pedigree, really polished, but I don't think he's got the raw stuff to come up. Like remember when Strasburg came up and it was like, oh my God, this person might be the greatest oh, pitcher we've the, ever seen. Probably the greatest debut ever. I oh, mean, yeah. I don't remember, remember an ele more electric debut than Strasburg against the Pirates. What are you exactly. I don't 14 strikeouts or whatever. I was going to say yeah. 14 or 12. I, I can't remember. And, and it, it was, it was must-see television. We were all, yeah. everyone was glued and it didn't disappoint. Yeah. You're right. It's not going to be electric like that. But what Welsh was saying, who's Mr. Prospect, he said, you know, it, it's this guy knows how to pitch. So he might not yes. have the electricity of a Strasburg or some of those other guys, but what he offers is actually a pitcher mindset. And I, you know, I pointed out too, if you go back and you look at all the, you know, deep, everybody wants to get hung up on all the deeper stats and that's all fun and fine and dandy. But if you keep it simple and just look at the minor league track record, the hits per nine are somewhere around six. That is a dominant pitcher that people yep. can't square up. The walks per nine are around two. That's very good. So you yeah. combine that that's eight. Okay. That makes for a very nice whip. 
<laughs> when all is said and done. Yeah. And then you look at the K rate, which is over nine per nine. And that's look, those very simple stats can tell you the story of this kid knows what he's doing and he's done it at every level he's been at so far. Yeah. So for me, I feel like coming in and again, I just did the trade chart. He's not on it because I wasn't when I when I first did the iteration of it, he wasn't even being called up. But he strikes me as a guy who right now I'm going to rank roughly as like the 50th starting pitcher going forward. Now, those guys are still usable. We talk about it, right? You get to that like 15 to 30 range and you're like, I don't like any of you. And then you get to that 30 to 55 range and you're like, okay, these guys are interesting. I could do that. So more of like the guy in like the Matthew Boyd, Danny Duffy, like that sort of range right now. Like I, you add those guys, you start them for the most part. But again, polished pitcher, you're right, hit the ground running. But for this year, I don't think the upside is enormous, but still a must add and pretty much a must start right away. We're going to spend a lot of time on this today because it's a short slate tonight. And honestly, not a whole lot of huge things last last night in baseball, yeah. a lot of day games. But I, I'm going to ask this to you. Some people are very bullish. They're already putting Kellenic is a top 25 outfielder the rest of the season. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to do that quite yet. I, I use this as the measuring stick when we get into that 20 range. And I used it with the boys yesterday, so I'm going to throw it to you too. Alex Verdugo or Jared Kellenic rest of season. See, All that's right. why you make the face. That's why I get the No, 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 that's a great I, Because and I do things like that. It's funny, Joe, because when I was thinking of comps, I was like, okay, let me check this out. Let me think of what he could be. And Verdugo is a guy who came to mind, a guy with some power, probably 20 homer power, right. enough speed to maybe get like double digits and steals, stuff like that. But I don't think Kelnick has the average, you know, chops right now mm-hmm. because Verdugo is basically a plus. So I'm, I'm looking at my FL rankings right now. And again, not all of this is perfect because there are a lot of multi-position eligibility guys, but I have Alex Verdugo as 34th and Kelnick as 37th. So I have Verdugo slightly ahead of him rest of season. And again, those guys could be low. Yeah. There are people who immediately put him top 25. I'm just not there. Like I I need to see somebody come up and make the impact before I'm just ready to anoint them as superstar. Well, and it's the difference between recognizing the upside, but not being aware and realistic about the downside. And and everybody always wants, it's so funny with prospects. Everybody always wants to look at the bright side and if they get off to a good start, that's great. But once again, I keep, bringing back who's the line of protection in here. Is it Kyle Lewis and Kyle Seeger and all these guys named Kyle? I don't really think so. Uh, I, I think that's a problem. And I think eventually that does kind of, if he does get off to a hot start, you know, th- same thing happens all the time. Kid comes up. All right, kid, here you go. Hit it. Okay. You can. Now we're going to go to the drawing board and find out and study you and figure out what you do right and wrong. Otherwise they're not going to pay attention to you. They're just going to try to get you out with fastballs and good location. All right. What goes up must come down. Matt Harvey returns to the New York, uh, I'm not going to say Shea Stadium because it's not the city field, and we've got uh, a 4.1 uh, innings pitched, seven earned runs, so it was uh, a happy Harvey day for the Mets, but not a great Harvey day for him. He was emotional. Uh, was there a tear in your eye, Dan Harris, for the I, uh, Matt Harvey start? I was very happy to see him get a positive uh, reception in New York because I thought there was a chance that, you know. would you? What would you have done? I would you have given him an absolute standing ovation. I, I, okay. completely yeah, under, I completely understand that maybe there were some personality issues or whatever, but the guy, I mean, he was a dominant force. He came back and he probably ruined his career by the fact that he came back and pitched more innings than was expected in the year that we went to the series. So nothing but a, a total uh, tip of my cap to him. And uh, I, it was good to see him get a rotation as much as he is no longer really a useful fantasy asset it's nice to see him in good physical shape though too because that was the other thing too a guy got way out of shape for a player his age and it just 
I don't know. It just seemed like it all fell apart. But you know what? You do it with Swagger New York. They love you forever. Even if you do it for a short period of time, it's so funny. Like New York, New York is, you know, it's like the sports entertainment capital. <laughs> you know, it's like we, yeah. we love the sports, but if you can do it colorfully, they love you forever. Even if it's only a very short window, it's very funny how that works. And then you become an icon, even if it wasn't a great career. Yeah. Uh, speaking of careers, another one at Jeopardy, Zach Gallon, UCL. Oh God, I saw this and I just went, well, there we go. I just wanted to like throw a computer across the room and just kind of walk out. Also, Mike Soroka to have exploratory ankle surgery. I don't ever like the words exploratory and surgery together. Yeah. It's like usually a surgery because you know what's happening. You're not exploring. What is this? Like Dora's going in there well, into the operating table. Trying to find- what's wrong? I don't know. I have no idea what's wrong with you. So we're going to slice you open. That can't be good. That is what they're doing. I mean, his Achilles is still bothering him. They don't know. Again, this is really a guy like Soroka. I mean, I I fade injuries generally, but a guy like Soroka coming in, that's an injury I'm like running far from because the Achilles is is just a huge thing. Gallon, that came out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, he was, we talked about him in the DFS portion of yesterday's show, right? We were like, here we go. And then it was like, oh, he's got a sprained elbow OPS. It involves his UCL. Now they think he's going to avoid surgery, but I will say this. If you roster Zach Gallon, I am trading him right now for anything if i can remotely useful maybe people read it and say oh he's not gonna have surgery it's just a minor thing i'll, I'll buy love <laughs> right. anything useful anything useful I'm, I'm doing it i'm i'm i don't expect zach allen to be a somebody who you can rely on at all in fantasy rest of season if he pitches again at all this year so frustrating for all the keeper people too because they drafted him and Obviously, you didn't start the season on time because of the other wacky injury, and now you have this. And and I can't help but wonder if that weird injury moved mechanically him around, and now you've got what you've got. Yeah. And, and it's always – it's like one thing kind of feeds the other with these injuries. It's so frustrating. And, of course, the last down is uh, Jeff McNeil missed his second straight game with cramps. Cramps. All right, let's move on to Wednesday's standout. Taiwan Walker, seven innings pitch, one run, uh, four Ks in that game against the Orioles. Taiwan Walker's got a 2.2 ERA. Taiwan Walker was really good last year. Nobody cared. Nobody noticed. I did. I love this Taiwan Walker signing. This is great job here by the Mets. And God, those words never come out of my mouth. Great job by targeting this guy in the offseason. Yunjin Ryu, seven innings, one run, six Ks for him against the Braves. His ERA is under three. Mm-hmm. All those people who thought he was just going to blow up when he went to the American League. My goodness, how hilarious is that? Teoscar Hernandez, two for three with two dingers. He's up to 293. Brandon Woodruff, 10 Ks. Huge start. Huge start there for him. This is what big-time pitchers do. They go and they, they face teams like the Cardinals in your division, and they show up and have starts like this. Brandon Woodruff has low-key been one of the most underappreciated starters in baseball the last three years, Dan Harris. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you're you're not incorrect. And I remember people sort of being down on him because it was like, well, it's just a fastball. It's just a fastball. His fastball is elite. It's great. I, I wish there was uh, more win potential as of right now, but absolutely. I mean, yesterday was, was, it was good to see Ryu bounce back as well because I wanted to see that. Tasker Hernandez is a guy who I, I had my doubts about coming in, and then he had the COVID situation. He kind of got off to a slow start, but... Now he's really coming on. Joe, would you, what are your thoughts on Tywin Walker? Cause we went through that, but I, <clears throat> cause I don't know how to evaluate him. It's not, you know, his FIP and his XFIP are higher. I, I like what I've seen so far. He's had some soft matchups. I don't know what I think of him rest of the season. What about you? 
I think rest of season, <clears throat> uh, look, I, I think as the year goes on, you're going to see the FIP and XP probably get closer together in reality. So I, I think if you watch him pitch, what you see is he's been able to get out of situations and, and that's some nights he's not going to be able to. But what you've seen is when he gets himself into trouble, sometimes he's able to work his way out. And that's once again, stuff doesn't show up in the box score, but that's stuff that you like and that's developing as a pitcher. And once upon a time, this was a very highly thought of prospect for the Mariners. And I can't remember who the other pitcher was. Maybe you remember his name. There were two guys. It was Taiwan Walker and it was another guy. And neither of them panned out. I want to see he was a left-handed pitcher. And I, I can't remember the name. If anybody remembers it in the chat, help me out there. Um, but there was two big-time starters. They're going to turn everything around for the Mariners. And neither one of them really panned out. Walker kind of bounced around. But I, I actually think rest of the season... If you're talking trade, yeah, this is a perfect time to trade in because yep. I don't think it can get any better. You're absolutely right on that. But at the same time, I think you're happy with the productivity from yet another free pitcher in drafts that we continue to week in, week out, talk about these guys that are carrying fantasy rotation. So i got to yeah. find out who that other guy. I know, I want to say he was left-handed. I can't remember the name. This is when the senility starts to uh, kind of set in in my old age. Uh, Jesus Aguilar homers for the third straight game. He's been on fire, which has been great for the Marlins. Uh, Andrew Heaney, five innings for him, five earned runs, five Ks. Yeah. Heaney's, this is Heaney. He's up this and down. Is this, this is, is what he'll have a month where he's great. He's like, hey, Matt Shoemaker, I like your style. I like when you're really good for two or three starts and then terrible for six. I want to be like you when I grow up. Uh, Julio Urias, luckily, just wants to be like himself. Another strong start from him. Fifth win of the season, seven innings for him. One earned six Ks. And Mark Melanson, 12 save, 12 for 12. He is perfect. Old it's man Melanson, uh, perfect in saves. Who saw that yeah. coming? Yeah, just like uh, we all expected, he basically was not even drafted, which is why you should never pay for saves. Uh, Urias, I don't know. This is I, I I struggle with how high to move Urias up because again, they've got so many injuries now in that rotation. They're not you know running away with that division, of course, because they've been playing pretty poorly actually. So it's not as if they can do their little thing where they're like, ah, we'll give you a phantom IL stint right now. He's been great. I'm I'm buying what we're seeing from him. And Heaney, yeah, this is just always a reminder. Do not go crazy when Andrew Heaney has a great start. And don't get upset when he has a bad start. Just understand this is what you're going to get with Heaney. The breakout I don't think is ever going to come. But he's a guy who, again, 15-teamers, I'm fine to roll with. All right, let's move on to some guys turning things around. The White Sox lineup just, you know... Hot right now. Yep. Yesterday, what did we talk about? Who is the free square guy on DK? Andrew Vaughn, right? Yep. He's taking walks. He's making contact. First you see Homer. guys. Wait, there you go. Homer on the board. Look at that. And and here's the thing. This is, it's not like, you know, look, if you wait for the guy to start hitting home runs, you're out. You're, you've already missed the window. What you want to see is the guy taking walks, hitting balls to the opposite field, making hard contact, then pounce. Get on that. Get on the trade block. Get that player. And then that's when the signal that they're going to turn things around. That's what you want. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, back-to-back days with a dinger. Jose Abreu, just being Jose Abreu. Anybody who thought he wasn't going to be good is nuts. And Jorge Polanco, he's been hitting everything. But yeah. uh, too bad the Twins are still kind of in the dregs right now. But uh, Jorge Polanco, Jose Altuve, homered again. We've had uh, some guys that look pretty good right now offensively that had their struggles in April. Yeah, and again, the big thing, we mentioned it with Tucker's OPS, how much it's going. All these guys are like, you know, adding 100, 150 points to their OPS 
just in a couple of games. Another reminder of just how early it is. Abreu was a guy that if people felt like, I mean, I've read all the stuff about how he wasn't hitting fastballs. He wasn't swinging. I mean, you looked at him, his, his swing rate was like 43%, way lower than he used to. He's just getting a little more aggressive now, thankfully, probably because Luis Robert is out and he has to carry that team. But all these guys, Andrew Vaughn is going to be absolutely fine. Jose Altuve, really good to see, right? Because Altuve is kind of in this weird mode right now where we're like, is he done? Is he falling off a cliff? I never really thought that. I couldn't bring myself to rank him too high coming into the year because, again, he's not going to steal that much. But he is back. And again, with, you know, Alvarez also crushing the ball right now, that that Astros lineup is really getting going. So all these guys, great to see. I'm buying all of them. I found the lefty I was thinking about. So you 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 got to take a you got to guess on the name. It's going to be a blast from the past. No, I can't remember. I'm sure I'll know it as soon as you say it. Danny Holson. Oh, God. No, yep. I would never have gotten there ever. Danny Holson and Taiwan Walker, the one, two. And this was also back in the day. Here's the Mariners prospects for 2012. I found it. Oh, God bless you, Internet. Uh, Nick Franklin, Mike Zanino, James Paxton, the fifth prospect. Stephen Pryor, Carter Caps. I remember Carter Caps. Yes. Uh, and Brad Miller. Oh, my goodness. And Stefan Romero. Oh, and people wonder why the Mariners are still bad eight years later or nine years later now, I guess. Uh, all right. So um, obviously some very exciting things going on there with the Mariners, though, bringing up um, these kids today. And that's a good yep. sign. What does this mean, in your opinion, going forward for Wander Franco, going forward for a couple other guys that we've got our eye on who might be able to make an impact here. It feels like this is the opening salvo and then other teams are going to follow suit. And it feels like the Rays are going to be the first one. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that I think the Mariners were in a very weird position because of everything that happened in the spring with the comments about, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. So I think they were going to do it again. There are these different sort of benchmarks that you hit with minor leaguers as to when you gain another year of control and salary and everything like that. The Rays are really People ask about Wander Franco all the time. And again, I my stock answer is I have no idea what the Rays are going to do because I never have any idea what the Rays are going to do in particular. But this does feel like, Joe, you're right in that their offense is really struggling right now. And so as much as it is like, let's get Franco up here. Let's see what he can do. The bottom line is they need to start winning games. I mean, the Yankees are getting a little bit of hop. The Red Sox have had the best record in baseball. So they need to start winning. So I'm starting to think now that we might see Wander Franco sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. But I don't think this opens up the door to every team calling up their prospects. I think this is a good time for the Mariners, given all the comments that were in the spring. So I think we're still going to see sort of the slow trickle. But Franco, I feel like with the Ray, with the way the Rays are playing right now, it, it's going to push the envelope a little bit to get him up. All right. I, I don't know. Let's go to the peanuts and the Cracker Jacks because I just saw something that, that caught my eye. Brian says Robbie Ray or Frankie Montas rest of the season. Robbie Ray got dropped to the wire. How the hell is Robbie Ray dropped to the wire? This is the best version of Robbie Ray I've ever seen. If well, you're rostering Robbie Ray, it strikes me as strange that you have anything that you've seen now has made you reach the conclusion, you know, I was rostering Robbie Ray. Now I'm done rostering uh, I don't Ray. like this more that, efficient version of him where he <laughs> doesn't walk anybody and his ERA is good. He strikes out 10 guys a game. Nope, not for me. Right. I want to be crappy at fantasy. Yes, go get him. Uh, and you know what? Wait, if wait, it would you drop Montas for him, though? Oh, this seems like a shallow um, league problem. Is that That's your new thing, by the way? Is your this new is my new thing. It's not out. my new thing. It is my thing. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the It sounds like shallow league problems to me, but yeah. you know what? I'm going to chase the hot hand in the shallow league. I am because the replacement value is going to be there if Ray goes bad. 
Um, but I, I would imagine there's gotta be somebody else on your roster you could drop so besides. Mon- I have Montas. I would not do that deal. And again, I'm a Montas stan. Everybody knows that. So I, I still like what I've seen from him. And again, I, I love what I've seen from Ray lately, but I've also seen stretches from Robbie Ray before. Maybe not this good, maybe not with this much control, but I've seen stretches from Robbie Ray in the past where I've been like, look at this. This looks good. Maybe this is it. And then it just goes back to old Robbie Ray. So I'm still, I, if I roster him, there's no way I'm dropping him right now, but I would rather have Montas rest of the season as of right now than I would Robbie Ray. All right. Uh, also, some people asking about Charlie Morton too. Your thoughts about what to do here. Are you just benching him? Or are you dropping him? What do you want to do? I'm not dropping him for sure. Uh, I'm I'm holding. I'm not running out to buy low, but I haven't seen enough. And I, I've watched him pretty closely because I, I do have a few shares of him. And I his stuff seems fine. Like there's nothing out there. And I've looked at the, the underlying, like his velocity is fine. The pitch mix is fine. It, it strikes me as like, He's not super unlucky or anything like that, but this does strike me as there's going to be a turnaround. I'm not sure I would start him today or anything like that, but I'm not dropping him. I'm probably just keeping him on my bench for a couple of starts until he shows signs of turning it around. But I, I, this is not something where I looked at him and been like, oh, last year was the absolute beginning of the decline. This strikes me as something that he's going to figure out because, again, the big thing with him is the velocity, and it's mostly there. All right. Speaking of velocity, nothing has greater velocity than the lawnmower 4.0, a new multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock, which is great. It's very important. You don't want that to go off in the airport. All of a sudden you start shaving everybody who's sitting next to you. No good. The lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn on the 4000 K LED spotlight when you need that more precise shave and the new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim with additional guard lengths, that's right, one through four, all the different sizes, you can go to rock the fade, whatever you want to do on your Manscaped situation. And it looks wise, let me tell you, it's sleek, two-toned, matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. By the way, I love nothing more than saying the phrase, hot foil stamp black chrome. And you know what? I think everything now is going to be, <laughs> we should have a segment, players that we are stamping, hot foil Black stamp chrome. All right. So go get your lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped today. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping and use the code leading off because we want to be the leader in getting people Manscaped lawnmower 4.0s. Again, manscaped.com, leading off is the code and get 20% off and free shipping. Thanks to us, your friends, Dan and Joe. Uh, Also, a couple other real quick injury notes just to breeze through. Um, we had Christian Walker go on the IL with an oblique. So we'll see him in six weeks. Uh, DD Gregorius missed a few games with elbow soreness. Paul DeYoung going for an MRI. That's not good. And Yuler Guriel, uh, homered, but left the game feeling sick. Hopefully it's not cramps. Cause that can put you out for a serious <laughs> amount of time. All right, let's uh, move on here to the six games in DFS. Got yeah. Shamanaya on the slate tonight. 8.8 on both sides. Very good. Simple situation here. Yep. Uh, look, he's pitched very well, uh, and I, right now I don't really fear matchup with him, which is something I never thought I'd say with Sean Manaya. but this is a really good rate. Christian Javier was bad last time, but his strikeout rate's been very good. It's a risky play, but it's funny because both sites have him at a high value, 9.2 and 10K, which is telling you that <clears throat> they, they like him in this matchup. Then, yep. of course, you got my boy Rogers with the Marlins, 9.9, 9.3. I want him all the time, so give me him for $1,000 more than Manaya. It makes sense. I think it's a little bit cleaner. I know last time the strikeouts were a little lower, but still a good start. And then you got Zach Plesak going against Gilbert tonight, 8.4, 8.3. How do these arms kind of shake out? Those are kind of the four arms that I have my eye on tonight. Yeah, I think those are the four. I mean, if you want to, you know, dabble in a tournament with 
Tyone against the Rays because we've mentioned it. They can't hit. Uh, I, I might be going there. I'm probably not going Manaya. I'm still at the point where the Red Sox lineup scares me just a little bit, especially against the lefty. I could see Bogarts or Martinez going deep tonight. I do like Javier to bounce back here against the Rangers. That is a lineup you can pick up. And again, he's had a couple of bad starts in a row, but you're right. I don't really have any long-term concerns. My guy probably will be Rogers against the Diamondbacks. I know he wasn't great last time out. He only went five innings, but I do expect him to pile up the Ks against the lineup. And again, rare for the Marlins. They're favored against the Diamondbacks and Merrill Kelly. So I could see them winning that game. So I'm going there. And I will mention Plesak, who I'm not running away from necessarily in this game. He has looked better lately. Uh, you know, doing kind of a split change thing from Bieber that he's learned. So I, I wouldn't mind to run away from that. But the guy I am personally going with is Rogers. Yeah, and there's really no double-digit guys. You know, the only double-digit pitcher is actually Javier on DK. <clears throat> Everybody else is under 10K, more from right. 8-4 to 10. And it's funny because you look at even the Colorado-Cincinnati game, most of those guys are in the mid-three range. You, know, you get a couple fours, but it's not your normal four and a half. Oh my God, it's so expensive on FanDuel. And same thing on DK too. It's kind of just, it's user-friendly. Uh, I would be looking to stack the Astros today. I think it's a good mm -hmm. situation for them uh, against uh, Texas. And I think that's why you see the Javier price so big is because when you're going against Texas, a lot of strikeouts in that lineup. Yeah. Some dangerous hitters though, that if you make a mistake, but I kind of will lead on that side as well. Uh, there's some good value there on FanDuel. Carlos Correa is 2.9 and Kyle Tucker is just 3.5 on DK. So that's your value plays on the Houston Astros. And I want to throw this out there because of all the wacky times and all the gin joints in all the world, Luis Castillo in Colorado tonight is just 6.3K on FanDuel, just 6.2 on DK against a Colorado lineup that strikes out a lot. I'm going to ask you this, Dan Harris. Wouldn't this be baseball 2021 if Luis Castillo got right in Colorado? I could not agree with that statement more. You know, right? People are so desperate to drop this guy, right? They're like, let me trade as low as I can possibly trade because I'm done with him. I'm done with him. And that is when he will probably go out and pitch like a seven inning, one hitter, 13 strikeout type of performance against Colorado. I am right, not because the air will change this change up, right? Something like will the, happen. The altitude or... of the change up that's not working, all of a sudden it's going to work in the altitude. And next thing you know, it's like a no hitter. <laughs> I am not going there personally for DFS. I'm not, I'd, I'd much prefer to watch because again, I, I still have him ranked. I mean, people were like, you've got to drop him in your starting pitcher ranks. And I'm just sort of like, for who? I, you know, this is another thing. It strikes me as a Kyle Tucker situation. He's too good, absent battling an injury to not figure it out. I don't necessarily think it'll be today, other than the fact that it's 2021 and it's weird. But he is somebody who's so cheap that if you want to get a little crazy, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate the play. Absolutely. All right. Dan and I are going to go, go with some Reds tonight. It's the Red Wedding in Colorado for me and Harris yeah. uh, and the guy that you picked. Uh, you go first today for your home run call. The guy you picked was my number two. I kept flipping back and forth. So this means you should definitely play this guy because Dan yeah. and I are both very excited about him. So go ahead. Who's your pick to go yard tonight? I'm going to go with Moose, Mike Moustakis against Chichi Gonzalez. He hit a homer, Chichi. you know, Chichi, I think yesterday was. Um, And again, he's, he's a guy that's underperformed, but there's very little for me to doubt that he will get on track. So I'm going with Moustakis. There were a couple of names, Joe. There were not even just from that game, although I like your pick as well, but there were Matt Olson, this guy mm -hmm. who I, I dabbled in and thought maybe I could go with him, but I'm going to go with Moose for the Reds against Chichi. Moose, Winker, and Suarez. Those were the guys I was really looking at. I'm going to go with Eugenio Suarez against yep. Gigi. That's right. That's going to happen tonight. So hopefully 
Uh, we'll get some home runs. We'll get a, a Luis Castillo uh, complete game shutout. That's yeah. what we'll get. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna play it just for fun. I don't even care if it's a dollar. I want to play. I want to play a lineup with Luis Castillo in it just to do it. Just for S's and G's, as the kids say. All right. Uh, so make sure you go get your Manscaped. Uh, 4.0 lawnmower again 20% off and free shipping thanks to our friends at manscaped.com use that code leading off you have to use the code otherwise you have to pay for all the shipping Dan it's our daily um, update Uh, do we have anything to give away to anyone yet no we are uh, picking our fourth person well, I don't understand. Again, I don't, I'm running out of spaces to record all the videos. I don't understand. We need to pick somebody here. we know is here every morning watching I, us I just know. to get well, rid of this. I will say this. I got I, all this you, stuff I want to unload. I got all these jerseys, the autograph. They're burning a hole in this trunk. I got to move this product, Dan. Come on. I absolutely love our YouTube audience who just, you know, had great comments the entire podcast that we're doing. And I would love to randomly do that. But we have a set contest. Again, by the way, I will say this. Regardless of the Acuna jersey, which, again, redrawing a name today. Check your email later today if you haven't already and check your spam. But, again, we are giving away the Vlad Jr. signed baseball. And we have 983 reviews. I just checked. On mm, Apple Podcasts, okay, nice. we are closing in on a Thank thousand. You. When we get a thousand, which is something, by the way, that I had guaranteed my boss that we would get to at some point this year, <laughs> that will be amazing. We will do a celebration. But again, leave those reviews, enter the contest, try to win some free swag, and then check your email to make sure if you're the winner. And again, go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest to uh, get that form filled out. You drop a review on Apple Podcasts or CastBox, and then you go fill out that form at fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. And boom, just like that, you can win a Vladdy Guerrero jersey or a piece of spam email from Dan. Both are very useful. All right, that'll do it for us today. But the story of the game goes on. For Chi Chi Harris, I'm Joe Pizzapia. We'll see you next time, kids. Bye.